where you don't want to wait. Fuck. Suck. Whoa. Whoa. You don't. You don't really know why, but you want to justify. You know, uh, ripping Rip someone head off. off. <laughs> no human contact. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, you're, I just you're do a dra- I just do a dramatic Jesus. reading <laughs> yeah. of the entire song. Welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime. Welcome back. A podcast where two, me two. and you, Uno, John, John and Julie, talk about anime that we have watched for the first time or ever, uh, or sometimes we've seen it before. But then we've, we're re, we're re, you know, returning. we're returning. We're getting back to it. We're getting back into it. Re-examination. As, as uh, just the the smarty pants adults that we are, you know. Two aware humans in the world. That's right. How you doing? I'm doing good. I feel very at peace. Yeah. John has acquired through his own means <laughs> a Snorlax plushie. I don't even know if this like qualifies as a plushie. I feel like it's so big that it It almost crosses over into like what's a big plushie? I don't know. It's it's a uh, yeah. I feel like plushie is almost it's too. It's like fifteen inches. It's fucking huge. <laughs> this is like I mean this is like the biggest plushie I've ever Owned? gotten. Yeah. Um, yeah. John always, always uh, jokes about getting like a life size plushie or, uh, you know that. This you is can, the la- like, this is the last plushie I'm I'm getting ever. It's it's um. For me. It really completes the collection. It kind of does. I mean, it's like where where do you uh, listen? It was my it was my childhood dream to own a Snorlax plushie. All right. And I, I actually did have a Snorlax plushie for a bit, but I gave it away in a toy drive. Did I ever tell and you I that? I greatly regretted it. How big was it? Do you think? It wasn't that big, mm. but it was it was it was still really cute. Not nearly as impressive as this no. boy. This is uh straight from Nintendo New York. This big boy. Um, maybe we can post the pictures of us holding it. Yeah. <laughs> Just for, for, for reference, for, for size reference, uh, on our Instagram, which is at why do people like anime? If you're interested if in that. If you're interested in you want to see how big the Snorlax is. It's quite large. Did I ever tell you about, um, that I got, uh, asked to go to prom with like a, those like origami foldable oh like paper. the origami pokemon yeah he, oh. he folded it he folded the snorlax one up and then he put a a flower inside That's its cute. belly wow yep well i got you the real thing so <laughs> that's why that's why you're locked in i with wonder me, babe. i wonder if i still have that it was quite like a thing you know the pokemon origami like i remember there was like or like uh like an origami book from pokemon Oh really? Yeah. I think it was that. Like it yeah. was like a folded up paper, but it was like this the Snorlax colors. I definitely got one from like Scholastic. Like, <laughs> not like the book. I, I feel like the book fair almost overshadows like the book order. Or mm. like you could. Do you remember that? Like you, they would hand out like catalogs of like yes, you know, a bunch yes. of books, and then also you know they you would get the the extra large sheet of paper. Yeah. That's like right. A, like a PDA, and you could ask your parents. They would, you know, give you money, and you would. That's right. It's, it's like making your teachers do mail order for you, which is kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they still do that. The uh, book fairs, the probably, scholastic book fairs. 
I, I bet they probably do the book fairs still, but I would imagine they've probably phased out the catalog. Yeah, it's probably all online or probably something. Probably all online, yeah. Because wasn't it like you can place your order and pick it up at the book fair, and then they had like the displays and stuff? Yeah, you with could... like pencils and erasers and yeah, no games. The, the Scholastic book fairs were were kind of impressive. Like they were baller. Yeah, I definitely I would I would, I would always get stuff. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, a pretty good. I feel like I feel like did your parents do this? You would get like ten dollars, and then you'd have to sort of figure out. Yeah, totally. Like, w- how to spend your ten dollars yeah. at the book fair? Exactly. Do you get the one item? Do you break it up and buy smaller, shittier items? <laughs> do you get the pencils? Do you get the pencils? Yeah, yeah. I get the pencils sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I remember it being quite the quite the quandary to like figure out how to spend my money at the book fair yeah it's pokemon anime yeah why wouldn't it be i feel like it's i don't know i and i it's it's like a weird question to me because like i because i don't want to minimize anime nor do i want to uh i don't know minimize pokemon in some way but i feel like I don't know. Pokemon just seems like such like a pop culture thing that it's Listen, kind of hard for me to. John, anime is like a spectrum. Yeah. Just like gender, baby. Okay. <laughs> there's yeah. there's there's not just two things. It's not just anime or not anime. Okay. It's not just masculinity there's, and femininity. There's not there's... just women and men yeah. in this world. That's right. It, okay, for for the listeners at home, I'm swaying in the wind as I say Julie's this. Julie's becoming okay. the uh, I, I am the, 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 uh, adom- the odometer or whatever. Yeah, you're 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 an arrow pointing. It's all never directions. just full or empty. Okay, yeah. your your gas tank is never just full or empty. I guess it could be full. We do empty. we do really good like hand motions. I feel like on this show that I know that's why I feel like that's the that's the missing piece. Yeah. The motions. <laughs> totally. Um, but that, yeah. So basically what I think is like Pokemon is like it's somewhere in the middle, you know. It's sort of, it's. But it it does lean towards anime in my mind. Going in like the Nintendo New York story, it was almost like kind of overwhelming how much Pokemon stuff there was. And I've gone there in the past and there's not been a lot. But I think because I went, uh sort of in the morning today there's like you went in the morning yeah like i, I, I so are like, you saying you took the snorlax to work with you i did nice none of my coworkers like said anything i wonder if they think that you're buying a gift for like your niece or something maybe i, I don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to gauge how much of a weirdo they think i am i mean i think they get it at this point because i have like an anime podcast and i like you know yeah, I am, I, I wore I am an anim- a weirdo. I, I I wore my Neon Genesis shirt today. Oh really? Yeah, and my and the uh, the guy at work was like, "What is this shirt? What is this?" And I said, "It's a Neon Genesis shirt." And he was like, "Oh, that's cool." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I, yeah, but it's like subtle, subtle anime." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, that's what makes it cool." And I was like, "We both just like pointed." Was at it each the white other. shirt? No, it was the black shirt. Pretty subtle. What's a? It's got it's the Magi. Shirt. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's like got the the Magi system yeah. on the back. That's a good one. Computer. Anyway, this week we watched tri- uh, another Trigger anime. We did. Um. Felt triggered. We this felt week. triggered to watch another Trigger anime. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> Sorry, folks. 
<laughs> Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I really, I really do I, hate like triggered jokes. It's I, so, I do too. it's so fucking lame. Um, I was thinking though, Trigger's got a great logo and a great name. It does. Like when it shows up on the screen, you're like, ah, yeah. I, I wish like they had a. Uh, Here we go. You know how like hip hop producers have like a producer tag. So like if it's like Kenny Beats or uh, <laughs> Eight Oh Eight Mafia or like uh, DJ High Tech, <laughs> Lex Luger has like the like the like the ascending like da, 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 da. I, I'm doing a terrible job. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like on like some of Wicca's stuff, he'll be like Goth Boy Click. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I wish that like I wish at the start of every Studio Trigger epi- like it was just like yeah <laughs> Studio Trigger bitch <laughs> like. Like, like I feel like it's like they're they're sort of on that level to me, where it, like it it feels like a cool thing. We watched Promare. Watch Promar. Promare. 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 Um, what'd you think? I really I liked it. I liked it too. I didn't I think. I I don't think I loved it, like Agreed. I did the other Studio Trigger, um, outputs. But I really <laughs> liked it. Is I, this the first Trigger movie that we've? I believe so. Scene. And it, it really um it's felt like Studio Triggers uh Spider Man enter the Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the sense that it it's it's like a it's a big it's a big movie. Right. It's uh they put some time into it. I mean it. I was looking it up and like why uh I, I can't I cannot do the math in my head, but it made uh like one point seven billion yen Whoa. in Japan. Which so it was a hit. It was a hit. Um, One point five billion, or uh, oh, I don't know if this is like including or a no, translation. No, I think it's I think it's separate from seventeen million worldwide. Seventeen million worldwide, which is also pretty impressive for a uh, wowie wow wow wow. Seventeen million USD worldwide. Man. So I'm assuming that it got some kind of theatrical run in America. Um, it was released in 2019 at the Annecy International Animation Film Festival. I'm always so curious. I feel like whenever I'm, like, looking up, like, oh, this was a big hit at this film festival or that film festival, I'm like, I never hear... When when's, when do we get the invite when's to the our, film Where's our, our... Our tickets must have been lost in the mail. I mean, I just feel like I always hear about them, like, after they've happened i've only been are to they secret events you know or am i just not in the loop you have to be in like the industry so like mm. it's it's really i went to uh doc nyc once you did um as when i was working oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah with yeah, that documentary yeah. company um they had their premiere and katie couric was there Whoa. so i got to meet her very briefly um and uh the the writer of the book was there and like the producer and stuff. So I, you know, I got to meet them all very briefly and it was cool. I see. But it was, it was all like, it's very like everybody in the, it was all documentary people or whatever. Yeah. It was all documentary people there. Huh? Strange bunch. And then we, as the, the general public, we get to hear about how it was received. Yeah, exactly. Events. You see it, you see it way down the line. It was received really well. Oh, I mean, I sort of think of it, I think it's you know like the uh, the speech that um, Miranda Priestly gives about like the cerulean yes gowns yes it's kind of like that right where it's I love like that. you know the a movie gets you know kind of uh, 
shift around whether it's if it's like a live action thing at like the con festival in italy um and then you know that gets attention and then makes its way down to the you know the multiplexes and the dollar theater etc cetera, etc cetera. Hmm. i think it's a similar thing um but yeah promare it was uh the anime i mean right off the bat like this thing looked incredible yeah, it was obviously a stylistic kind of shift, but also it was like it still had that trigger look to it, but there was sort of experiments with color and like transparency and yeah, and like it was still like dynamic animation, but the color palette and like the line work was all like on eleven. Yeah, it was a very vibrant looking picture. Yeah, um, and, I, I think... and it was very much caught on the grid, if you will. Yeah. Very, like, hard-edged lines everywhere. Like, the pixels uh, for, like, star... Uh, sorry, the star bursts. What's that called? It's the star bursts. Yeah. They were, like, squares. Right. Little details like that to sort of be more stylized. It even had, more stylized. It had its own stylistic language, I guess you could say. And, um... It, I I am assuming that when uh, Disney reached out to Studio Trigger to do their short for the Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. animatrix, mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's like the same sort of. It, it seems like they kind of directly worked in like that style of promare for that short. Hmm. Um, Cause that came out in that, that came out this year, twenty twenty one. So yeah. it was kind of like. Maybe this is like the direction they're going in. This seems like almost like a like they're they're trying to define their style in a in kind of a bigger way. Because hmm. it looks like the that was kind of the last thing they put out. Right. Something called Cyberpunk Edge Runners is slated for next year. I think that's a move. It's going to be a movie based on the game, I believe. Oh. Very exciting. Very, very curious about that, given that you know the game is a. Uh, fucking disaster by the way somebody asked our instagram if we're gonna watch sssss dinazenon i would like to um that's the sequel right uh yeah it's sort of a an anniversary project i think oh interesting so maybe in the (coughs) maybe next year yeah maybe next year okay which is a month away yeah i mean i'm definitely very interested to kind of keep watching the story yeah because we really liked sssssss gridman we did why is it called that I don't know. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> what do you think of Promare? I, I felt like, uh, I felt like, it was almost too, too um, polished. Too polished, yes. Because I, it, I mean, we watched Kill a Kill a long time ago at this point, but when I saw Kill a Kill, it was it was chaotic already. So to keep it sort of like in a simple palette with like the black line, you know. It was very uh, punk, I guess. Yes. And then this is like really cleaned up. And there were definitely points where I was like, okay, this is a lot. (laughs) This is a lot to look at. Uh, That being said, like I, I did like it a lot. Yeah. I like the story. I was very invested. I know when I'm invested yeah. in a story if I'm going like, ooh, pause it. This is what's going to happen. Right, yeah, <laughs> when, when we're making predictions. Yes, when I'm trying to exp- trying to guess what's coming, you know. 
I I guess if I could make like a a dumb music comparison, it felt like uh like this is like their major label album. Right. Where like Kill a Kill and like Gurren Logan and the other stuff is maybe like they're like indie punk records that like got a lot of attention mm. and like Pro Mare is their uh <laughs> like Dookie or uh three cheers for suit revenge or okay. <laughs> whatever i mean that's yeah. been kind of on the mind because uh my good friend uh dan ozzy uh releases his new book sellout which uh traces the i don't know why i'm plugging this right now but it is it's a really good book it's relevant it's relevant and dan's a great writer it's and you a, recommend it i recommend so it it's about uh the major label releases of numerous punk bands and alternative bands and sort of you know the ways in which they navigated that or maybe failed or mm. succeeded etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah, super interesting right yeah and this sort of feels i don't know i, I kind of kept thinking about that while watching this where it's like this movie feels like a major label like punk record almost because it you know it has it has a lot of like the trigger isms in terms of like the it's edgy it's dynamic yeah there's there's chaos there's like style to it but yeah like i think the subtle I, humor bit yeah the, the the humor was there um there's there's some parts that are like a, like weirdly kind of disturbing and sort of sneak up on you um mm -hmm. but i think for the yeah for the most part um it did feel a little uh very polished in that sense i think yeah yeah and and big CGI elements in yeah. this as well that were like kind of not I, I I mean they tried to stylize the whole thing so that the CGI elements uh you know didn't work out Snorlax thank you Snorlax <laughs> Snorlax do you have anything to add hmm interesting <laughs> um, I don't know why putting the mic up to the plushie is so funny. <laughs> Like I, <laughs> it's like putting the mic up to your dog. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These these plushies have become our our, our pets, children, our pets, because yeah. we can't take care of a living thing. You know, one step at a time. <laughs> He's going one step at a time. <laughs> That's right, John. Pay attention. Sorry, uh, or else I'll take Snorlax away. <laughs> sorry. <So> what's? <laughs> I was making a point. Yeah. What was I saying? I don't remember. Something about um, I I feel like when the characters are stylized, the background is stylized, and then there's these like crazy CGI. Oh yeah, like, there's a lot of like fight scenes and 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 it's just kind of hard to watch. Um, yeah. Unless you're like really zoned in on it, you know. There are a lot. There are a few parts where I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, can someone get a seizure from this? Yeah. Where it's like it's so. There's so Blinky. much color. There's so much yeah. to look at. I think we got to bring back like seizure core anime. What do you mean? Do you ever hear the the story of the like the Pokemon episode that gave like a hundred kids like seizures in Japan? Oh my god, yes, I did hear about that. Yeah, that's fucked up though. Like, why? I'm, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. <laughs> How about I just feel like sometimes it doesn't need to be like all bells and whistles all the time. That's just that's just me. There, I feel like there's there's this like kind of I feel like low key sort of competitive uh thing about anime studios where when they have like a movie like this there's there is some sort of um uh 
I guess, inclination to, like, really pull out, like, all the animation tricks and, like, right. show, like, what you can do. I mean, even even Princess Mononoke had, like, a couple things like that, I feel like, where, right. you know, they, they would sort of show tricks. Or even just, like, oh, we're going to incorporate, like, watercolor paintings into this scene or whatever. Mm. Or, like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, your name felt that way, too, where it was, like, wow, look at all these, like, vistas of cities and stuff and yeah. nature in the mountains. At least this was all super cohesive and like planned out and thought out. Like it, felt, it, it yeah. wasn't like it, the 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 story was so far fetched that the world kind of had to fit in with that, and it being stylized and kind of staying stylized through the whole thing. Like it doesn't change animation styles because didn't that happen in Kill a Kill or am I? Yeah, a little bit. Would get like chibi yeah. or whatever. Like I'm glad it doesn't didn't do that. It just took itself seriously the whole time. It felt like I a, mean, <laughs> there was text on the screen at points, but yeah, that that felt. Uh, I, I like that part. They were going full anime. Um, so I guess let's let's dive into it. So what 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 is the story of this? So in the world, there was this event that that uh happened where suddenly people were uh spewing fire right basically yeah and the hat like half of the human race became the burnish or whatever amount became the burnish who were basically like x-men they had this ability or um power within them to burn uh and it jumps forward into the future after maybe like a sort of conflicts between the two and now the burnish are all like terrorists and they're like fringe groups that they're considered terrorists the city is trying yeah. to eradicate basically and that's how we get introduced to the main character uh leo who is part of a brigade brigade of firefighters basically with you know techie robot suits to put out the fires that the burnish are starting and he gallo who oh gallo is the one with blue hair leo is uh his well he encounter. i'm sorry gallo our main character encounters leo who is uh the main antagonist the King, Le- king, <laughs> kingpin of the burnish, leader of the burnish uh, terrorist group, and he's you know they face off against each other. Yes, as Leo is burning down a building. That's right. And then it starts to to unfold with the world of what is really happening with the burnish and what is really happening with the planet, and uh how much information do our characters really have uh i at this point figured that this was going to be a story about uh fueling your passion right like like i was like ooh, there's a metaphor about fire and because in the very very beginning all of the burnish ended up being these like rage monsters like it's like a guy in traffic like super angry super angry someone on their computer yeah exactly yeah it's not just like random it's like i was like oh you have to have yeah you have to have this this sort of like rage inside you to be able to to burn and and uh uh gallo does this like one-off line where he's like 
I have the soul of a firefighter. Yeah. I've got the passion inside me. And I was like, oh, it's going to be about learning to, to, to fuel your rage into a different like, outlet or whatever. And it kind of is. Which I like still. I still accept that as like a plausible yeah. theory. I also, and not to like jump ahead too much, but Gallo is also like kind of a one note character in like a very funny way. Like, he's always shirtless and is always talking about, like, the spirit of what it means to be a firefighter. Yeah. He's got his one driving force. Yeah. And it's, like, it's it, it, be- it becomes, like, very funny. Can we but talk? It- yeah, because there's this moment on the lake where he's, like, almost going to kiss the girl who's, like, where were you? And they have this little moment on the lake. And... He's like leaning in to kiss her and then drops her, which we'll get back to. Yeah. And he's he sees the burnish uh, flame flying through the sky and is like, I'm, I got to go check it out. Because Leo gets captured in their first encounter, right? Yeah, they, uh, they defeat Leo and his uh, two uh, lackeys, I guess. And... Um... You're, we're also introduced to the Freeze team, who are basically so like, uh, they're Gal- like the FBI. <laughs> yeah, they're like or like a SWAT team. Yes. So like Gal- the military, shall we say? They're like militarized firefighters, and they they sort of stop fire with. They have like an ice sort of uh, ice guns. Ice guns. Ice bullets. And um. <laughs> God damn it. I keep like... <laughs> Why does it only happen all, on the podcast? I don't know. But like it's so frustrating. Um, John always like almost sneezes during the podcast, <laughs> but God. then can't. <laughs> but there's this military um, unit that like comes in to like capture the the burnish. And kind of like, take the credit. And take it's credit for, um, you know, the firefighters work and then take them to this like industrial prison. Um. And you're like, oh, these guys are the bad guys, right? Yeah. The cops are the bad guys. Pause. And then I'm like, oh, this is like a small soldiers thing where it's like they don't know that they're actually the bad guys, but they're fighting on the wrong side and the burnish are like, you know, the aliens or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Who are uh, like peaceful and good. I mean, it's uh, (laughs) – and Leo also looks like – he doesn't look like a villain. Right. Like he's he's like a a blonde – uh, he's kind of feminine, androgynous, androgynous uh character, and he he looks, you know, he looks like he could be like the protagonist of a story. So I was like, hmm, hmm. things are the, the classic trigger. The antagonist is not exactly the antagonist. That's right. You know, and I was like, like that's and, and that sort of adds on to like how we, I guess, the metaphor earlier of this being triggers major label right album right. And, um, and I, I mean, I was like, this is like a bait and switch thing because they get to the prison and like all of these burnished, there's like kids and old people and they're all like in this ice chamber thing. The the prison is very like bleak looking. It's, it's basically a giant block of ice and they're, the prisons all look like storage containers or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they're thrown in and, and they all look like kind of like refugees. Yeah, totally. And um, 
Leo breaks them all out because he's got kind of superpowers, um, which which is why he's the leader of the group. But before that, um, all the all the fire team is at the pizza place. Oh yeah. And. Oh yeah, they're they're celebrating their victory of catching the terrorists, <laughs> and they're at the pizza place, enjoying a slice. And then yeah. who's making the pizza? But a burnish, and in comes the military SWAT team unit to capture this terrorist who's literally just making pizzas. Yeah. And they try to be like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? This guy's like not, he's just making pizzas. Like, Yeah, he's not hurting anybody. He's not hurting anybody. And they're like, a terrorist is always a terrorist. And then pause. Oh, this is this is like about race or something. This, yeah. is, <laughs> this is about like, you know, uh, judging. Like, it's almost like the X-Men movie where they're like all x-men are bad we have to oh yeah all mutants are all mutants, are yeah. uh, subhuman exactly that kind of thing we have to capture them all it, it becomes it becomes a parable for sort of civil rights and racism and that kind of thing i mean the pizza yeah the kid making the pizza was also like uh brown yeah so it was like oh and they capture him and and all of the patrons are like oh this pizza is i can't believe this I can't pizza believe I was made pizza by made a pizza made by a burnish a burnish and we're like oh yeah okay okay and so and so and, and that's like i, I feel like a new vibe yeah i feel like from there it's like all right like you know you as the viewer you're like okay this is sort of fucked up yeah like something is very wrong here <laughs> something is, yeah something is very wrong about this uh society slash culture and, and gallo is like picking up on it because he stands up for the pizza guy and is like what are you what like what are yeah. you doing yeah it sort of reminded me of like starship troopers where you're sort of with the characters who are like not on the right side of the conflict necessarily mm-hmm. like that whole movie is about uh like propaganda or Right. Sort of under, you know, believing like what you're told by authority and the military and stuff. And I think, I think it starts to go that way. But I think Gallo starts becoming aware that he's being fed a line of BS. That's right. Well, he learns this because he, you know, back to the lake, he sees the fire going through and he follows it and finds Leo in his sort of like camp of uh, escapees um, from the prison. Right, and he's like, and then he he kind of gets his first like real encounter with Leo, where they kind of are like, you know, they're they're doing experiments on us, they're you know enslaving us, and it's it's so much worse than you think it is, um, and we have to burn to live. There's this force inside of us. This is why we burn and we never kill people. We always leave an escape route. We're just trying to exist here. And then he sees one of them die and they turn into ash, right? Yeah. And he he sees Leo try to save her with the kiss of life or whatever. Right. He's yeah, he's <laughs> he's witness to like, oh, wait a sec, there are There's the they're kids not, and yeah. and they're all having like soup. <laughs> you know yeah he's actually seeing sort of like the other side of it yeah and then he confronts the governor yeah so s- he gets all this information from leo and says okay let me go 
let me go ask some questions hmm? yeah. to my hero, my hero, the governor, the governor, who saved Gallo from a fire when he was young. Yeah. And is his personal hero and is the reason he became a firefighter. Right? Yeah. The the governor looks a lot like um uh Homelander from the boys. Were, the minute you saw him were you were you like this guy is like, nope. no this nope. guy's blonde <laughs> nope. hair like authority figure. Uh, nope. <laughs> um Yeah. Looks yeah, is like stereotypically heroic looking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally Homelander vibes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I was like, okay, what's this guy doing? Takes him to the basement, right? He's like, of course we're experimenting on the burnish. Our planet is dying. The magma inside the Earth's core is going to melt us all. Uh, and the planet's going to explode. So we've built a ship, okay? We've built Noah's Ark in the basement. And we're going to take 10,000 people and get the hell out of here. And the only way we can get the hell out of here is by uh, using the burnish as a power source to power our teleportation devices. Yeah. And they do a little demonstration with the pizza guy, which is like, you know, we're all feeling for the pizza guy. And It's kind of horrifying, is. like yeah, the, the no. way that they're... Exactly. Uh, you see it on kind of a larger scale later, and... You, you you hear all these screams happening. They're basically in these like they they put them in these turbines to to and then spin them at like a high speed to release their their fire, and then they absorb all of their life force. Yeah, through spinning, it's, it's horrifying. It's, it's really it's genuine. It's like high, yeah, it's it's horrifying, but not not like. Um, like I feel like it, it. I'm sure there were plenty of trigger meetings. Like, okay, how are we gonna do this? Where it's you know brutal and and terrifying, but not like too over the top, right? Yeah. You know, because I'm sure there's like plenty of potential ways they could have used the burnish to to siphon power. Totally. I think. Um. I think humans being used as machinery is like a weird. Uh, it like icks me out. Yeah. Like on on some like weird deep level. Mm. I don't I don't know if it's a phobia or a fear or something, but it really it's always something that sort of leaves some kind of mark on me or is extremely effective in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically, it's revealed to Gallo that they're going to capture all of the burnish to power their super engine to teleport the spaceship away from earth because earth is doomed yeah and they're like what the hell like you're not gonna try to fix the planet some real elon musk shit yeah and then it's like pause oh this is about environmentalism and and why don't we take care of the place that we're at right (laughs) global warming this is about global warming isn't it Literally, yeah. the Earth's core is going Earth to is melt. Earth is going to burn itself to death. <laughs> yeah, it melt the the entire planet. It's going to explode. Okay, so that's fucked up, right? And they and then Gov turns heel, right, and just slaps the heck out of Gallo and says, "I never liked you." Throws him in the bin. You're annoying. Yeah, yeah and throws him in a prison. 
Yeah, we've also we also get introduced to the scientist who's what's the girl's name? Uh, there's like the firefighter girl, and then her scientist sister is the one that's developed this tech to to um be able to teleport her and her sister the heck out of here. Yeah, because she sort of lost hope too. It is going along with uh, you know whatever um whatever uh the governor is saying <laughs> is it Ina? Yeah, it's Ina. Yeah. That's the scientist's sister. Well, that's the that's the scientist's sister. <laughs> Not the scientist's that's sister. That's the firefighter. That's the firefighter. Okay, got you. Um kind of B characters, there's this like B plot with them. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah all the all the members of the firefighting squad. I feel like it's like the it's like the trigger thing where it's like they're they have like enough of like a definition character wise, but you know we don't spend too much learning about like the mad scientist, right? Uh, firefighter or whatever, right? Who's voiced by? I'm, I'm real. I feel like I'm really starting to notice the voices of like the different <laughs> characters because you've mentioned this before. Um, Leo's voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, who uh, has done a bunch of other voices. I can't think of things we've seen so far, but he was the second Black Ranger in Power Rangers. <laughs> so I, you know, I've I've sort of grown accustomed to his voice. The Mad Scientist uh, firefighter was voiced by ha- the voice actress who did Haruko from Fully Coolie. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, weird. <laughs> so like, she has like chaos, chaotic lady down pretty well right um (laughs) but yeah so uh gallo gets thrown into the brig um and then leo and the rest of the burnish get found by the ice team uh the ice team basically captures everybody except for leo who gets away at the end right um and then i forget how it happens but then leo and gallo meet up um, or no, Leo's trying Le- to rescue his friends. Leo goes Super Saiyan, basically. Yeah, they they shoot him into the volcano, and they're like, "He's dead. He's never gonna survive that ice bullet." But then he basically goes Super Saiyan and goes dragon all over the city because he's he's on he's raging really hard now because he's he is pissed. Yeah. Like he can't believe this is happening. His whole civil, his whole like people, are being eradicated. He's burning everything, dragon style. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Gallo shows up because he gets bu- he gets busted out because of this chaos going on, and uh, they end up splashing into the lake. Um. Once uh, the firefighter team sort of like captures them both and then drops them to cool off, right? And what's in the lake but a whole like structure <laughs> thing? Yeah. <laughs> and and there's you know Quasimodo. Um, what's the what's the what am I thinking of? Not Quasimodo. Um, there's Rafiki. Uh, <laughs> saying come into the tree uh i got something to tell you yeah and they're like okay follow follow you know polygon rafiki in 
He's got sort of like old man wise. You're talking about the monkey from Lion King. Yeah, yeah, same vibe, right? Does the monkey in Lion King tell? Does he? Re- is he the one who reveals everything to? Yeah, he's like, he's like, you're the king or whatever. Oh right. God, it's been, <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen Lion King. Am I? Am I wrong no, you're, about you're, this? No, you're 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 right. I was just. He he I was runs piecing into it the together monkey, as we know? were going. Yeah. And uh, he tells them what's really going on, basically, that the governor is super evil, killed him while they were doing the research. You know, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that the fire that the Burnish use are actually an alien interdimensional force organism yeah. that is uh, that has, you know, festered its way into the Earth's core and then you know, is just blasting through all of these people on Earth. But then if they use that power to teleport away from Earth, the Promare is going to literally explode the Earth. In a, just the minute that they teleport, Yeah, the whole Earth is going to explode. So Bad it's news. really not an evil thing. It's not really not like fire. It's... They're it's, living beings. It's like an organism. Yeah. And it's described as like an interdimensional rift that caused the organism to to find planet Earth. And as he's explaining this, the title logo <laughs> for Promare is like superimposed. Yeah. That's when the 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 um every action move suddenly is on screen and has like, Promare has like a title or whatever. It was kind of like they took the gloves off because <laughs> it's just fight scenes from here to yeah, the it's, end. Yeah, it's it gets pretty. Yeah, and then it's 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 all fights. Because it's like now we need to stop the ship from taking off, stop the governor, uh, try to convey to um, what's her name? Ellis is the scientist. Yeah. That she doesn't have to do this. It was wrong. This isn't going to help your sister. Mm-hmm. Your sister wouldn't want this. That's right. And I uh, wish I hope yeah. I hope one day I'm so evil that I do something like I'm like I'm doing this for for Julie. For you, Julie. I'm doing this for you. I have to turn all the water poison to save your life. Listen, everybody in the entire continent of <laughs> yeah yeah. It's a real, it's a real uh, like Walter White, Mister Freeze. Yeah, because it's like we have to sacrifice everyone for the, the sake of the few or whatever. Yeah. And they've got the ten thousand on the ship, and they're gonna go rebuild civilization elsewhere. But it's like, okay, but what about everybody else? You know, riots totally. ensue. The Earth is falling apart. Man, I hope. I hope this never happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> this like, can you imagine just seeing Climate like a wars. giant sh- ship in the sky? Oh, that's yeah. like taking off to leave you behind <laughs> to go to the moon. Yeah, only uh to repopulate only the rich. Yeah. yeah, only a select group. I mean, based on an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, but they make it fun. It in feels, the, in the movie. feels, it feels kind of real. It feels yeah, yeah, like yeah. I could believe it. Yeah, it's uh. It's not science fiction. It's like there, there's like a I, feel, I forget what the word is, but there's a yeah. there's like a word for science fiction novels that isn't uh, 
science fiction, so it, it makes it a little more serious. Makes it a little more realistic. Speculative fiction. Mm. This isn't science fiction. It's speculative fiction. Oh, man. Can we talk about the kiss? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. A lot of fights happen. A lot of fights happen, blah, blah, blah. Leo they is they like decide captured. to merge, you know, like yeah. they're more powerful together. Um, everything's fine, right? Leo ends up hurt badly. Yep. Because, you know, they stop the engine, but then they take Leo because he can power the whole engine. He is on his last legs at the end of the movie. And Gallo comes in and gives him like a 10 second kiss of life where it's just freeze frame on them kissing basically. Yeah. He's uh, I mean, it's, it's like, Oh, he's doing mouth to mouth or whatever, but like he's resuscitating him, but it's a kiss. It's really just a kiss. And I, I guess we kind of, I mean, beauty and the bee mm-hmm. or not beauty and the beast. <laughs> um, sleeping beauty, sleeping beauty kiss. Yes. Yeah. We sort of failed to mention it, but there's a lot of, um, it's called sexual tension. I would say a, between leo and gallo yeah there's lots of like gay uh coding yeah they're they're very the, uh the under code <laughs> it's very very queer coded i think in queer that coded, way thank you i was like what the fuck is the word gay coded that sounds like <laughs> yeah i was like this doesn't sound right queer coded yes that's more more what it is right um and then they kiss so it's like okay confirmed Gay love really does. These two, these two have an intimate relationship. Yeah, an intimate bond, let's say. Yeah. And the internet agrees. By the way, there's a lot of shipping. <laughs> that yes, these two are totally in love. The creator denied it, apparently. And then I read that the creator said, "Eh." I I think it was very much like if that's what people believe, then yeah, like they they don't want to say that they did it on purpose. Because if they did anything thing sort of definitive about it, it's almost like saying that Dumbledore is gay, right? Because it's like yeah. it, it's it is what what you saw, right? Yeah, I'm, like I don't need to add more details in now. I'm very much a dumbass when it comes to a lot of stuff, and I'm very so I'm very unaware of sort of like what the cultural uh significance well not the cultural we're where japan is culturally as it comes to homosexuality homosexuality queer acceptance that kind of thing mm. i don't i i get the sense it's like not quite there yet it feels like it's almost i, mean, I could be wrong obviously so please correct me if you know it feels like it's very don't ask don't tell still yeah so. i mean i i i sort of I feel like I kind of need to dive into really kind of figuring that out just because I, I feel like it's sort of, it's come up a little bit like Yuri on Ice, mm-hmm. this, you know, there's, it, it's like there's, there's things that are sort of hinting at it uh, or on Host Club. Right. I feel like it, it knows that this is an audience. I feel like, okay, I feel like they, they as a studio know that there's an audience for that, but they don't want to come out and be explicit about it. Yeah. Um, because... There's no reason to because the the audience will take it for themselves, basically. When I was working at Vice, uh, I remember we I guess like they launched a show with Elliot Page and his uh, I guess like filming partner in that. Mm-hmm. And it's called Gaycation. 
And so... When was this? This was like... I, I guess it would be like 2016. Several years ago. Okay. So in this... So Elliot Page in this uh, goes to... They're in Japan and they're helping this guy come out as gay to his parents, this Japanese guy hmm. in Japan. And it, it, they, sort, they sort of dove into like a little bit about like kind of the difficulties in Japan and, and how like kind of stressed out this guy was about coming out to his parents. And his parents were like actually they they were okay well they it like took them a second i think they were sort of like stunned by it mm. what is this camera crew doing in our house well i mean well what what does this mean really right you know like i, I think they're they're very confused as to like what it all meant and then they then they understood it and stuff hmm. um but yeah it was it vice was... loves to do that by the way Reminds me of the tattoo age where Do like a, uh, it's like, we're going to go help this tattooed uh, woman tell her parents about all of her tattoos and see how they react. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's a I little mean, exploitive, right? It's the, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like the, I mean, the like the running joke, at least like for me, was just like, oh, we're going to, we're going to send a white guy to, you know, yeah. do a thing. Right. Whether it's like in a war or in, you know. Mm. meet a bunch of rappers or whatever mm. i think they've, they i think they sort of i think they've started like a kind of stray away from that and sort of they're they're doing a little more investigative stuff but yeah it very much like was like a yeah they were on this whole tidal wave of like exploitive and uh look at this strange subculture we sent a white man <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it was, was kind of gross. I or mean, white all the woman or whatever. I, I remember, like internally, like we were all kind of bothered by. I mean, I want to dive into like the intricacies of working at Vice Media, but I remember <laughs> when uh, there was like a YouTube series. I think it was like Noisy Atlanta, mm. um, and it was it was very much that. It was like white guy meets Atlanta rappers, right? Um, and, you know, we thought it was cool and everything, but all the uh, all the marketing around it was like guns and like you know weapons like, and drugs <laughs> and it's like yeah jesus are, what are you trying to do yeah it's like yeah, what are you trying yeah, to do you're trying to tell like a humanizing story about like the migos and like young thug and all these like rappers and stuff and sort of you know show the culture in a, in a way that feels genuine and but is then like all the highlighting these stories so then all the yeah and then all the to that and then all the marketing is like fucking like racist right well you know yeah sorry why know. did we go off on that tangent um oh because of the gay kiss yeah I mean, it was just, I mean, sorry. Gay relationships I say in Japan. The allegedly, uh, you know. Because it's kind of unclear if, uh, I, I mean, I kind of read into it as that, uh, that, um, not Gallo, Leo. It's kind of like ambiguous, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like I kind of read them as like a non-binary character. That's and Gallo or Leo? Leo. Okay. I mean, Gallo is like, you know, always. Leo is very, yeah. Gallo is like very masculine and Leo is Almost sort of. Almost like uh, Goku levels of. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. If Goku was a firefighter. Yeah. I just think they were playing off of uh, more anime tropes. I think that's like a thing they like to do is sort of take an idea and like twist it on its head a little bit. Yeah. And I think we talked about it with SSS Gridman, uh, and I felt like that was more successful, and with Kill a Kill, with, like, taking an anime trope and, like, morphing it into something else. Yeah. 
whether that be fan service or you know mechs or i feel like a lot of trigger, I feel like this was missing that trigger basically. trigger sort of toes that line of of things being uh like like characters sort of being queer coded in, in some way hmm. like i felt that vibe in 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 a uh, grid man between um shinjo and rika hmm. you're Riki, right right Riki. right you mentioned that um and then the the main like i mean i guess it's because uh i don't know i i, I maybe and and maybe i'm just like kind of uh my 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 memory's just fucked up or whatever <laughs> but like I think I think Brain in broke. a lot of a lot of trigger stuff there's an intimacy between two people of the same gender mm. that even if they're sort of on opposing sides there's like kind of an intimacy that I don't think typically exists in like the antagonist protagonist relationship mm. and so it very much feels like romantic in nature in certain contexts mm-hmm. um i.e. kill a kill grid man yeah and then this kind of i think they 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 wanted to kind of like push it push it even further yeah maybe they're like trying to test the waters before they go like full full fledged i think i mean i think they would be the studio to do it they're sort of i mean this feels like like what you said like it pushes it even a little bit further like what about a kiss (laughs) yeah are we okay with the kiss (laughs) and it's like yes we're okay with a kiss do they kiss in yuri on ice uh they do but it's it's a hug yeah. Remember, it was like, you yeah, didn't, you didn't see it. It was just exactly. It was totally blocked by their arms. And you or see, whatever. you see lip on lip contact in this. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you can't. I mean, and then they can say, "Oh, it's rescue. It's CPR." But I mean, I, I why hope... didn't he hold his nose if it was CPR? Then yeah. shouldn't he have held his nose? <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Yeah. Why do you think people liked Pro Mayor John? Because it's. Uh, I think it's affirming in some way, and I think it's. Uh... I mean, it's a, it's a, the story's really good, you know, like, I think that it's a, it's, I don't, I don't think we've, like, hammered this in, but, but the fact that it's, like, a firefighter protagonist group is also, like, really funny, yeah. and they take it to such an extreme that it's, it's, like, like, their fire truck is, like, a mech, basically, and it, like, yes. fucking morphs, and it's, like, a command center, um so it has all like the futuristic tr- firefighters futuristic firefighters like power ranger firefighters yes so there's like all these like kind of triggerisms in that and then you know i think the characters are very likable and um i don't know you know i, I I'm, I'm speaking as like a uh I'm, I'm saying this is like a straight guy who like i do not know the experience of what it is to be queer and all of that but i have observed that there are a lot of people who are into anime who are also queer and that they see anime as sort of a, um, I guess Com- like, a, like comfort, <laughs> comfort. And like, I think there's, there's a, there's a point of expression or there's some sort of relation that I, I have, a, you know, I see a lot of queer friends sort of have in, in anime mm. and, you know, it's, I think in the same way that people are sort of exploring their own identities, anime is sort of at a point right now where it's kind of exploring what it sort of does in terms of relationships between potentially queer individuals and stuff like that. Hmm. And I think that, you know, a, a big movie like this sort of having something, whether the creator wants to explicitly say it or not, that is um, pretty queer um i think it's 
it, it, it felt big, you know, like it, mm. it really did feel like a big moment in a way that I think, you know, something like Yuri on Ice sort of missed the mark. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm and I'm obviously to reiterate, I'm saying this as right a straight guy who doesn't really have skin in the game when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it feels big, but it also feels like um, when the creator doesn't recognize what they're doing is kind of cheap in the same way. Yeah. Because it's like, yes, you can put it in there, but then it's like, when is it queer baiting versus like an actual totally like token for like the queer community to be like, yes, we have Gallo and, you know, and Leo. It's yeah. like, but it's like then to have the creator be like, no, no, it's just a rescue scene. Come on, guys. It's like, no, no. It's like, okay, well, that's cheap then. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like that that would be like the the response to what you're saying. Right. I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't. I mean, you should you should interpret and take the story how you want it. Absolutely. But until until a creator actually like crosses that line and is like no 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 the, yeah no they're in love it's like <laughs> yeah that i think that would be really like uh gained or whatever yeah and i i hope it happens one day and i it will i mean like like you said it, it's also i mean once the media is out in the world it, it becomes whatever it becomes yeah no matter like what the creator says i mean like the fan art will be made <laughs> fan art, the fan art will be made and and the ships will be uh sailed <laughs> You know, I, what I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like, like, uh, like Nightmare Two, Nightmare right. on Elm Street Two, where, you know, the yeah, they're like, what's going on here? Right. It's there's a lot of like BDSM elements in that movie, and sort of uh, queerish relationship happening between, you know, there's undertones. Yeah. Right. Um. Why do you think people like Promare? <laughs> uh, it's like it's like fishing for compliments, but fishing for <laughs> fishing for the question. Yeah. So now ask me the question, John. I was asking Snorlax actually. Oh, okay, let's hear it. Hmm. He's always so brief and yeah. concise. Um, thoughtful though. And thoughtful. Well, Julie, what do you think? Why do you think people like Promare? I think it looks cool. I think it looks cool, yeah. right? Like ooh, fun, fun, fresh take on, on the style. Like there's still very anime elements about it, but it doesn't look like uh, classic anime. It's it's definitely they've definitely kind of developed their own style and artistry. I think. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it they're. It feels like when you're excited about something and you want to do it over and over again, like I feel like the fight scenes and and the character design and everything was sort of pushed to a certain level of perfection. And the I don't think it needs to be I, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of like things that look super 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 polished yeah totally like i i I appreciate seeing sort of like let's just call it the hand of the artist (laughs) like did you like um did you like spider-verse uh i did but i had the same problem with it it was just like like so it was so like um like bubble gummy that's kind of my reaction to that arcane show Mm. where it's like it's like there's so much going on that it's like you just you need a minute to breathe almost, you and I'm t- not saying this movie didn't have any moments yeah. where it was like simpler. 
um it just there the the action especially felt really maximal you know totally let's make it as crazy as possible definitely with the technology we have available (laughs) yeah and it's impressive but you know is it is it uh a fight scene that i would want to like watch again not really yeah i would agree do do you have any fight scenes off the top of your head that you're like now that is a good fight scene uh ava thrice upon a time uh the final <laughs> encounter between shinji and gendo yeah where it warps reality yeah i um, mean my mind goes to the matrix oh you mean just like in general yeah well all like the john wick stuff is is really good um yeah. matrix but i mean like you think of the matrix fight scene there's a lot going on in that fight scene but there's still like moments to breathe and and actually you know see what and, and same with john wick like you can actually like get a sense of what is happening yeah good pacing you know well yeah anyway i think that about does it that about does it yeah promare promare another one in the books another one another one another one another one snorlax another one (laughs) i wish i wish all these plushies could talk i know if if these plushies could talk, we would be in big trouble. <laughs> We're gonna tell all our secrets. Please, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, uh, please consider giving us a five star review rating on iTunes. Yeah, it helps bolster us in the you know the algorithm, so more people can hear the show. And if you have an anime that you want us to watch, you can head over to our Instagram at Why Do People Like Anime, and you could leave a comment. On the episode, you could share it. You could uh, follow. You could follow. Just a little follow. Uh, we have some merch. Yeah. It's also on the Instagram. A very cool, grateful, uh, well, I shouldn't say it, but. Uh, <laughs> a a very, nice mashup. A, very, a, a mashup between a uh, very iconic American jam band, <laughs> jam band <laughs> skull logo and a uh, popular uh, <laughs> anime mech mech uh show uh trippy anime <laughs> okay sh- logo found within the show just 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 the elevator evil, pitch evil organization <laughs> their leafy logo yes that's four letters uh it's Rhyme, a mashup of rhymes those two with things Shmilon blenesis <laughs> rhymes with uh verve like the verve got it that show is a bittersweet symphony right Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, Next week. More anime. Drive safe. Drive safe. Stay out of the lakes.